Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Hi everybody and welcome to my show this evening and tonight I'm joined by the very beautiful and wonderful Jackie Dennison who joins me um, from the UK but you guys will know her um, for her amazing contribution to the very long-running show Rescue Mediums and Jackie, oh, Jackie, you've done so many things, so welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks for inviting me. And obviously, through the introduction, I've, I've explained that a lot of viewers who are in um, Canada and the US will know you from Rescue Mediums, and of course, here in, in the UK. Um, but you've done so many more things, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've done um, other television work as well, you know, not, not just Rescue Mediums, but um, most of the things I do sort of centre around the business I have in Cheshire. So, um, you know, we, we do all sorts of things there, um, including workshops and things. And we take workshops all around um, the country here in England, but also in Canada and uh, in Spain as well. So, yeah, quite um, no, no two days are ever the same. <laughs> no, and, and also you've... you've um... Have you written books or have you been part of books? I know that there's um, on your website that there was talk of you doing some writings. Yeah, I've, I've uh, written a book with um, uh, with Christine uh, Hamlet, who yeah. I, I did the first three seasons of Rescue Mediums with. Uh, we wrote a local history book, but it's a local, it, it's a factual book um, about um, a, a mansion that was here and the family that lived here uh, in that mansion in Cheshire, just um, a short distance away from where we both live. 
Um, and uh, but the twist was that we had a lot of psychic experiences there. So we conducted a series of discussions with spirit members and we picked up um, quite a lot on the video cameras that we used then, uh, quite a lot of sound recordings. So you can actually hear them um, communicating back with us. So the, the twist in the book, the book is called A House with Spirits because it's the spirit of the house, but also um, the spirits, the spirit are still there the spirits are still there connected to the house so so that was the first book that I wrote but I'm in the middle of writing the book with uh, Steve Furlong who is my um, business partner at uh, Feathers he's my psychic partner and so we, we've, we've got a book that's sort of three quarters written and that's about psychic development and rescue uh, work as well and then I've had my psychic art published uh, very recently uh, in in a book as well, so this is quite diverse um, different things you know that I've been involved in that um, I like I like to keep a finger in a lot of different pies on a spiritual level and psychic level. Mm. And, and and you do your is it you, you, well, you continue to do your supernatural online column every month? Yeah, I um, well Steve and I both write. Um, uh, you know, it's usually about the work that we do. It's usually about uh, you know spirit rescue work we do or. Um, in, in England or Canada as well, and I, I think we've, we've posted a few that we've done in Spain. Um, uh, but also uh, personal experiences like um, Steve had an out-of-body experience, so time travel. His was about uh, time travel, uh, and mine was um, when you, when you go back in time and it's a time slip. So because um, I had I've had a couple of experiences where that's happened so the um the stories that go into the supernatural magazine are all very personal it's, it, they're not stories that we've written um uh, they're all factual stories things that have happened to either one of us or to both of us when we've been together okay so i mean we've we've, we've i suppose listeners would have heard um us mention feathers um a few times already um right in the early early part of this interview so I guess we should really explain to people what this what this business is you talk about business partner you talk about feathers but but inherently this is about offering um, your skills and expertise and supporting others to learn absolutely um, feathers was opened um, as we've been open I think since 2002 now um, and it's, it's it's just a little shop that's um, in the, the town that we live in, Northwich in Cheshire, um, a little shop that we sell spiritual uh, gifts and things. But mainly it's a centre where people can come and get help and advice. So um, the, the shop area is like a sitting room. So it's like walking into somebody's sitting room. We've got a fireplace there and little tables and chairs around so um, people can come and just get help and advice you know maybe they've had a problem uh, a dream they can't understand so they'll come in and there's always somebody there that can chat to them um, about what's been happening maybe try and explain to them uh, what's been going on or somebody who's maybe experiencing um, a feeling of being watched or um, that there's just somebody in the house and that they're not quite sure who it is. So we'll talk through them, to them, sorry, uh, in a number of different ways to find out whether um, it is spirit that's causing that or whether there's something else. So th there's always help and advice there. You know, maybe somebody um, 
is wanting to know they've got they bought a set of angel cards and they're not quite sure how to use them so they'll come in for um for advice and the kettle's always on so we do get the those people who come for a free cup of tea or a free coffee and a free biscuit uh, and we don't mind that either um but we teach there we teach um clairvoyant development there we do reiki treatments there we've got a lovely lady called Anne jones who's our reiki master and she um she teaches reiki as well as doing um the uh, treatments reiki treatments and um, we do past life uh, work there too so there's lots of things on offer at feathers and of course clairvoyant readings we've got three reading rooms but everybody who works there and we have different mediums in um every day i, I i'm virtually there i'm so under my bed's not there because i'm i'm virtually there every single day um so we have other mediums that work there on certain days but everybody who works there has been trained there and i think that's what makes it so unique um, we're a family, so we call ourselves, you know, it's like the Feathers family. It's like the Rescue Mediums family. We've got a Rescue Mediums family and I've got a Feathers family. Um, so we know how everybody works. So everybody who works there has been trained by either myself or by Steve Furlong, who you've heard me uh, talk about as my business partner. He's my, my psychic rock, Steve. Um, and I, I couldn't and don't want to ever manage without him. Um, so we both we both teach and we travel all around um, England. We travel to Canada and to Spain taking workshops that we do at Feathers. We take them outside so that other people can enjoy the same sort of workshops. So that's in a nutshell what, what Feathers does and who Steve is. And I think you've touched on something really important there because um, certainly... Um, when people talk about going to mediums, I had somebody contacted me recently and said, are you a member of this? Have you done that? Have you done this? And I said, you have to go with somebody that you trust. You have to go with somebody where they're, you make that connection with. Do not just go with somebody because they're local, they've got availability, or you know, you find the person that best suits you. And you know, would never just book somebody in on that basis. And in the same way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work with somebody on stage unless I trusted that person. So that Feathers Academy and having that family there is, is critical, isn't it? To be able to get the most out of people and the best out of people and to be able to move um, those people attending forward in their development because there's that innate trust and understanding of the way each other works. Yes, exactly. And what we do with the, um, the uh, students, when uh, the students have completed their um, awareness and then the, the development course, we don't just leave them high and dry and say, right, that's the, the end of everything now. We have um, other things set in place. So we have a meditation evening where it's just meditation. We have an open uh, circle, uh, sorry, a closed circle uh, evening for, for that, for the group that have developed together. They can then carry on that, that further development um, and trust with each other. Uh, within a very safe environment but we also provide a platform within feathers for them to practice doing readings so they if they're stuck if they're not quite sure how to deliver a message to somebody then there's always an experienced medium there that can say well look you know maybe you should look at it like this or maybe we should just open this up a little bit or you know so this there's, there's, it's a continuing thing where you're 
you're nurturing the fledglings, if you like, while they're still developing, you know, for as long as they want to be there. So there's always quite a lot of us there. There's usually three mediums in a day, uh, on, uh, and at least one of those is a fledgling medium that's, that's getting that support. Fantastic. Um, and how would you, how would people um, who are not accessible to Cheshire um, be able to tap into that support? Um, we, at the moment, we offer Skype readings. Um, we are looking into, um, because we, we take the workshops around, um, uh, you know, to other places too. Um, but th there is quite a big demand for um, online uh, workshops. And we're, at the moment, we're sort of looking into the development of that, into how we can best get that um, across and help help others who can't get to us uh, obviously as you know yourself a lot of it uh, a lot of the work that you do is is very hands-on so um, if you're teaching somebody um, maybe I don't know maybe healing maybe it's a healing thing maybe you're you're demonstrating healing you've got to be able to be I personally feel you've got to be with that person that you're teaching the healing to so that a they can feel that themselves um, they can they're in receipt of it but when they're giving the healing the person they're giving the healing to can feel that so they've got that feedback straight away because a lot of the work that we do of course is energy work and it's something you've got to be able to feel mm. um, so it, it, with online classes which is I say something that we are looking into and it's something that I already do um, with veryparanormal.com um, which you know we, we can talk a little bit more about later if you like um, uh, it, it's that there's only certain things that you can do um, online w without having that that uh, feedback there and then I know you can see someone through Skype and I know that you're able to have that um, um, discussion straight away you so if you if somebody if we do the meditation then the meditation could be interpreted um, mm -hmm. that's not a problem but if you're doing something like uh, psychometry or you're working with someone's energy where you know you would hold a hand uh, to 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 feel the vibrations from that other person. That's something that you weren't able to do um, yeah. in an online class. So I think they have to be structured, and that's why we've been very cautious about how we're doing our online classes because it's not something you can just go into. It's something that needs to be looked into in um, a very practical sort of way to find out. I know there's quite a lot, I'm not trying to knock people, I know there's quite a lot of people that offer online classes and some of them are a ridiculous amounts of money to get a certificate at the end of it. And and this is all about mainly it, 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 because you're working with energy and you're working with spirit energy in particular, you, you, you have to feel it. I feel you have to be with someone to be able to generate that energy in its fullest form, let's put it that way. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and coming back to the point I was making when we I talked about that kind of trust in working with somebody and standing alongside somebody on stage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, again, it's that initial meeting with somebody. You very quickly pick up on on that person's energy and, and how you'll link with that person to go forward. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of um, you, you mentioned just now a little bit about people coming into feathers and 
um, asking, for example, um, I've got something happening in my house and it's, it's worrying me, um, a door bangs, a noise, whatever that may be. And for you guys to help them to understand whether that's spirit or whether it is that has another cause, is that not something also that you would want to go out and investigate the property in a two-pronged approach and scientific and psychically or do you feel that's that's doable from feathers um no what we always uh, do is what we it is it works differently than how i work on rescue mediums because on rescue mediums we have no idea where we're going to we don't know uh, you know in advance where we're going to or or, yeah. or anything so work in a completely different way initially with that but when we're we're working um in in this way at feathers so so say somebody was to come in with all and present all of those problems what we, what we um what we would do once we've got all the information from the um from the person either in in person at feathers or over the phone um we would then ask them to keep a diary for two weeks and within that two weeks we'd ask them to write all the things that were happening um just for example you know a clock may stop so what time did the clock stop? Who was in the house at the time? Um, what was the conversation maybe an hour or so before the clock stopped? Um, all of those sorts of things. Or maybe uh, the lights went out. Well, who was in the house at the time? The lights went out. Was anybody having a conversation at the time? Um, it could be that they see a shadow on the stairs or just have a feeling that someone's there. Or maybe um, it's a certain smell or a sound um, so we ask them to write down absolutely everything even if it seems silly to write it down and the time it happened and who was there at the time because this can be very helpful when we are paying a, a visit to the house because we would then go out to the house but only after a two-week period of time and it could be that we could help remotely uh, um, and we've done that on a number of occasions if we didn't feel it was necessary to go to the property. Um, but nine times out of ten, we, if it was in within driving distance, we would uh, we would go out. And if not, we would pass the information on to someone we trust uh, in the country who is very capable of dealing with something like that. Because we do do paranormal investigations as well. Um, and we, we would take equipment with us, but we always say, and I'm sure you agree with this as well, that you know we've got all this equipment that can um, uh, it, it can sort of add to what we've got. It can confirm things uh, that we are picking up. Uh, but the best sort of tool you can use is yourself. Um, and so, just for example, and I'm sure this is exactly you know the sort of things that you, you're talking about. Um, if you were to suspect that there was um, spirit present um, at that time and uh, maybe it was a male spirit that you were making that uh, connection with uh, you could always use like the emf meters or uh, even a pendulum to make that confirmation uh, you know that there is somebody there with you at that time that's um, got an energy to it and whether that uh, energy is male female or, or whatever so yeah i think one i think they can enhance things so, so in terms of, um, I guess, one of my questions for a little bit later on was actually going to be, 
where do you think um, mediumship and paranormal investigation is heading currently, especially here in the UK? Um, and I'm bringing that question in now because there are various groups around the UK that will scientifically look at the nature of orbs, investigation, how people investigate, um, the use of EMF, and I suppose uh, rule them out as being useful. Yes. So how, how, how do you sit on that? What's your feeling about how that affects mediumship and paranormal investigation and, and how it's heading in the UK? I think they go side by side, to be honest. It depends what the mediumship is being used for. Um, obviously, uh, you know, a, a medium will uh, give proof that, you know, that life is continuous and therefore, we, you know, messages can be passed on to loved ones that are on the earth plane. Um, but if you're doing an investigation, you're doing um, a, a paranormal investigation or whatever that investigation, you're using your mediumistic ability to be able to make that connection and if science can confirm what mediums are already picking up on, uh, are already making that connection, if from a scientific point of view that can be, uh, you know, a backup, that's got to be a good thing surely. Oh no, I absolutely agree. I think there's that there are people out there, um, when I've interviewed, um, for example, Steve Parsons from Parascience, He's yes. written papers on orbs, he's, he's looked at the use of EMF and largely would say the one thing that is stable in terms of investigating is our own senses and yeah. that we go in and we, we, we investigate somebody else's experience. So to go in at different times and try and replicate the same thing happening again is very um, short-sighted in, in many ways. And of course paranormal groups out there in the UK are charged a lot of money to go in and investigate. And there are only uh, many yes. places they, they go to are big, big places and they're maybe 750 plus bat per night and the only time they can get in there is at night. So you're not at, you're losing that sense of we're investigating somebody else's experiences and we're able to try and replicate that in that time, that moment, that you know, whoever was there present who was talking to see if we could, we could have the same scenario happen again. Um, and it's making it much more entertainment as a, and money-making as opposed to true investigation. Yeah, it depends what... Um I say it, it depends what, what, you know, what your purpose is in going there. I mean, a lot of people... Because um, Feathers, we have... Feathers Paranormal Investigations Group, um, and this is a group that um, we do charge. We because we don't ch charge at all for rescue work uh, in any way, shape, or form. But, but with a paranormal investigation, where we take members of the public with us to an investigation, um, of course we have to, uh, as an as a paranormal group, um, we have to um, uh, pay for the venue, as you know, yeah. and and then therefore, in order to recoup your own um, uh, charges, you or the you know whatever it is you're having to pay out for, you've you've got to charge the individuals for that experience. Now, um, I think what what the worrying thing is, a I, I, I lot of I, I'm I'm not saying every paranormal group does this. Um, a, a lot of paranormal groups go in without any 
they go in for the fear factor straight away and that's what they're there for because the people yeah. that are on their paranormal group that's what they want to, to me that's not what feathers paranormal investigations offers we offer we teach people we don't actually um uh we work mediumistically say there was uh, 30 people with us on an investigation um we always have at least three or four mediums um working on the same night and we split those into groups so we have uh, a group uh, say we've got 40 people and we've got four mediums so they've got 10 10 people in each group and everybody does a different activity so one group will do um, a seance another group will maybe do a vigil um, another group may do pendulum work or dowsing rods um, and maybe table tipping or you know some of we have different activities that we do different experiments that we do but as the mediums of the group we we show those that are attending how to do it and how to do it properly by grounding yourself first by putting protection around yourself first and by how to how to open up your chakras so you can fine-tune the end of the evening obviously we close everybody down we teach them how to do it just so that they can get the full experience themselves rather than a medium that goes in and says I'm feeling this and I'm feeling this and this is what I've got and I've got great Aunt Sally here who's come to say hello to everybody um, so I, I don't I, I don't particularly I wouldn't like to go to an investigation like that where the medium is doing all of the work which is a, is a lot to do we like to have the individuals experience things for themselves so that if somebody said well you know what about what do you think about this well we'll try something if somebody wants to bring something in um, then we will try it we'll give things a try with the exception of a Ouija board which we won't ever use but um, we will get them to try things um, and, and but we'll do it in a safe way because people don't realize that they can open doorways in this way if they don't know how to close the doorways that they're opening up as they're going into properties it can cause all sorts of problems for the individuals um, who were who are attending but also for the property itself you know so you've got to treat it with respect that that's the way I look at it so feathers paranormal is is about helping I suppose aspiring mediums or practicing mediums to enhance their skills in a paranormal setting um, it, it's interesting that actually because not everybody who works as a medium at Feathers um, goes to the paranormal investigations. Mm -hmm. Some of the mediums there are not interested in that side of it. Uh, we've got one medium um, who's an absolute sweetheart, Martin. He works on a Monday and he never comes to any of the paranormal uh, investigations that uh, we do because oh he says it's just not just not up his street it's just not the sort of thing that he likes to do um, and yet he works um, mediumistically and he works with tarot cards and he works with rune stones um, and he does numerology so he's got a wide range of things that uh, that he's done a lot of which he's learned at feathers but some of which he's then developed himself so um, he brings a, a, diff a different sort of thing in a different flavor if you like um, into things but he's not interested in going on paranormal investigations so it, it's interesting the offer is there if 
they want to join in but if they don't then that's fine uh, it's it's we do have a a selection of people who tend to oh yes let me know when the next one is i want to come because they can experience things themselves you know they yeah. actually get to to try things out for themselves and we teach them how to work with energy themselves so um but in a safe way i think that's what it is it's in a safe way it's not in a scary way at all even though people do like to have the i don't know why because i mean i can't watch uh, uh things like that on television i'm terrible i can't i could don't show me anything like that before i go to sleep so i'll never get to sleep even though i do this type of work all the time you know yeah and i think you're right because you know very popular tv programs have promoted the fear factor in investigating and spirit work and i think that that has done wonders for uh, raising the profile of mediumship and uh, with some very you know well-known mediums appearing on the programs but i think also it has minimized the risks associated with it also so it's made it quite normal for people just to go out and shout out and call out for spirits and and for things to happen and you know to ask for table tipping etc yeah. um, so i guess what i was what i was asking about feathers paranormal was the um the majority of the people on 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 there will be about will be mediumistic in some way so they'll be enhancing skills and tuning in and learning how to open and close and and do that safely as opposed to having a group whereby there may be a couple of mediums and um a handful of skeptics and a handful of scientists and you know to really kind of fathom out um the evidence and trying to create a solid evidence base for the mediumship as possible yeah i think um that that is an entirely different sort of group that it that, that would have to be a smaller group really than um it because you're bringing well, on our paranormal investigations uh, where the general public join us we do use equipment but um we don't have specialists in that field like Steve Parsons or specialists um, uh, who um, or, or, or a parapsychologist who would be there you know we have worked with um, uh, Cal Cooper um, on a TV show actually Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promo rate for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. In here in the UK, um, uh, Steve uh, and I with Cal on on a, a program that uh, where we brought um, his spin on things. So that was quite a di- different. Um, angle for us and I think it's something I think it's something that should really be uh, taken very seriously I think it should be um, one thing enhancing another because the parapsychologist really wants to believe that there's something uh, there but in order to for for them to get that proof they've got to eliminate everything uh, as a process and I think that's good because it keeps you very grounded, but at the same time open-minded, and yeah. and that's the sort of approach I think that is quite necessary with the type type of work that we do. There's no book that has ever been written that says this is how mediumship is because it's different for every individual. It's not like a guideline to riding a bike. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's everything is different. Um, and every individual is different when we're here on the earth plane, which means that once you go over to the spirit world, we're still going to retain that individuality. And so, therefore, you will react to different things in different ways. So I, I think you're right. Nothing can be replicated in that way um, because the energy is different uh, every time. And, and the other thing that bothers me about investigating well-known haunted locations, if you like, with the different paranormal groups is. Um, I've been to um, some locations where the energy has been really high and, and you go on another occasions and the energy is completely flat. There's, yeah. there's nothing there. Um, and so you have to accept that you know what, on this occasion we're not feeling anything. That's being completely honest and if and if, if if you are honest about what you're receiving and what other people are receiving, then that's got to be a good thing too. The energy can sometimes be flat because you know the you know maybe the spirits are going. Oh, do you know what? I'm so fed up with this. I had a group in last night. I don't want to perform again tonight, so I'm not going to be there. So um, you, you know we have to be very careful about what how many times you can investigate one place. You know. 
Uh, yeah, and, I, I agree with you, totally on the, on, on the same wavelength as you. And I think it's a shame because there are groups of, um, you know, 20, 30, 40. I've seen groups of up to 70 people in what is, is advertised as a paranormal investigation that just could never be one. And uh, people go along because it's on telly, it's, it's the fear factor, it's something a bit spooky to do. And there's no way in the world that they are experiencing a true investigation in any way, shape or form. And, you know, these large events where something's got to happen because you've got to keep those people coming back. So exactly. I think there's, there's then a pressure on the company to, to, to perform. And yeah. likewise, that's very hard in our world because you know that you can go into somewhere and there's nothing. I recently did a, an investigation for a group and, and, and there was absolutely nothing. The whole evening was very flat. Um, they, they did everything they could to try and conjure up something that wasn't mm -hmm. there. And they couldn't yeah. understand why I kept saying, no, no nothing there. Yeah. Um, and I found myself in that position where I was thinking, actually, you know, I, I, I don't need to justify this. And I had to keep reminding myself. Yes. Um, reminding them and that's hard and you see that on television as well we, we've seen television mediums um, not perform like a performing monkey and therefore and not make things up and therefore be um, cast aside by by television companies because actually it yes. doesn't happen like that yeah though so that's reality and I think yeah. if you stay uh, honest and true to um, to who you are and and what you're receiving then that's got to be a good thing but you, you're right you know people um, especially with TV which is very visual it's got to be very visual and it's all about the ratings with TV as well you know yeah. you have to have to perform and you have to do this or you have to do that well you know many uh, years ago before um, we'd even uh, started to work on rescue mediums uh, Christine and I did some work for a German TV company called Pro 7 and they uh, took us to a few different places um, to um, to investigate. Just the two of us uh, with with a film crew. And on one of the one of the places that we went to, um, the there was it was it was a little bit it was a little bit flat. There was things going on there, and you know. And when we said to the producer, what? What is it you want? What do you want from us? What do you expect from us? Because we were giving him clairvoyantly what we were receiving, but he was quite disinterested. Uh, and he said, what I want is for, for something to come from the sky, for something to happen right there and then, and my camera be focused right at that moment in time so I get you know the fireball that comes from the sky and I've got that there and I can hear the chains that are uh, clinking up and down those stairs as you're telling me about this story he said that's what I want and I said to him well if that's what you want then you go and find yourself a couple of actors because we don't act and we walked off we walked away they had to get the uh, the the boss who was over this producer to to ring because we would we wouldn't perform and we wouldn't do we weren't going to make something there that wasn't there of course and we saw that with chris conway when he said actually i'm here to work for spirit i'm going to work for spirit i'm going to trace stay true to spirit and i'm not going to make stuff up just because i've got five minutes to come up with something 
Yes. Uh, and, you know, fair, fair play to somebody for just standing up and saying, I don't need this fame and fortune here, actually. This is this is where I'm best placed. Yeah. Um, so yeah. time is going so quickly. This is mad. And it, as you said, it, it's really good when you're talking to somebody on the same wavelength and, and have that very similar um, beliefs. It, time just flies yeah. by. So you just have a conversation about all the things that we could put the world to rights on. I know. Um, so... <laughs> But I can't not talk about your um, your artistry, your psychic art. Oh right, <laughs> field. You see, because I've, I've never, um, I've never tried, um, if I'm honest, with psychic art, um, and I, I'm not really sure that it would be my thing. But I, I'm impressed with with, with yours, and that leads me on again further to that to how many drawings you've done of spirit guides. Oh crikey. I don't know. I've lost count. <laughs> there's, there's just countless, and I'm, I'm for all the listeners. I'm, I'm currently while I'm talking to Jackie, I'm, I'm clearly listening, but I'm also perusing her website, which is JackieDennison.com, and on that page, um, the home page uh, along the bottom, there is a whole scrolling ribbon of different drawings that that Jackie has done psychically, and many of them relate to being spirit guides. So. Tell me how, how this how it works for you, Jackie. How do how do you do this? And well, the the spirit guide one are, are, are done in a, in a slightly different way. Um, the spirit guide portraits that are on the website are, are guide portraits that I've done for people. You know, so they've had um, it's either a commission piece or I felt compelled to do that for. A lot of those were for Silent Voices magazine I used to write for, but also for Supernatural magazine as well. We do a monthly uh, drawing for, for them. So there's spirit. Uh, what I would do in that case, I would have a photograph of someone in front of me. So, so say I had a photograph of, of you in front of me. I would um, link into your uh, aura I would because I have to be able to see somebody's eyes when I'm working in this way. I would link into your aura, to your energy field, by focusing on your, your eyes. Um, and then I would ask my spirit guide to connect with your spirit guide, to ask them to come forward, or whichever spirit guide happened to, to come forward at that time. And then I would get my, uh, a different guide that I have, this is a psychic uh, artist guide, um, to work through me. So I have about, about three different... Uh, artists that work with me in this way and one of them works in colour uh, very very uh, quite quite detailed colour another one works with colour but very quickly and then I have another one that works with pencil um, so um, mainly the, the it's the one that works with colour when I'm doing guide portraits and I feel as though I'm completely uh, with that energy at that moment in time so I get to feel what the characteristics are of that guide so there's a lot there's quite a lot of as you can imagine a lot of love that comes with spirit guides but wisdom as well so it can even affect the way I sit um, because if I'm working with a spirit guide who's quite strict if you like I have to sit up straight um, yeah. and if I work with maybe a spirit guide who was an artist themselves when they were on the earth plane they're quite sort of lots of flair uh, in in the picture. So I'm quite, I could be standing or sitting, I'm moving around. 
so I tend to work with the spirit guides energy in, in that way. Um, when I'm working with psychic arts, say like for rescue mediums, um, that uh, the, 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 the psychic art in that way is done by meditating before a couple of days before I go to the location. So just for example, we, I know I'm working the day after tomorrow. So today I would sit, meditate. I would get, um, I would ask my spirit guide to give me a list of things that like a bit like premonitions, if you like, of what to expect when we got to the property, where we were going, what sort of things were going to be happening. And then I would ask the uh, psychic art guide to come forward to work through me to, um, to to show me either someone who connects to the property or somebody who connects to who is um, who is there, what what spirit is there, is if there is a spirit that is is haunting the property for want of a better word, um, who they are, what do they look like, what is their personality. So I tend to do quite a lot of different types of artwork like that. So I could actually draw someone who is living in the property actually still there so it could be the homeowner um, it could be that I'm drawing someone from I don't know 1920 and it's a male uh, and he's he's wearing a particular hat or um, so the hat becomes a quite a prominent uh, feature um, so when we actually go to the property uh, we do the investigation, and I say with rescue mediums, we never know where we're going beforehand. Yeah, the, yeah. It could, could be that um, during uh, the investigation, uh, maybe a gentleman comes forward, uh, and Edna, who is our head of research, uh, um, will go away and will look at all the evidence that uh, we've, we've got as a result of the investigation, including the drawings that we do, um, and then she will, maybe she finds, I don't know, Joe Brown, who there's a picture of him wearing a hat and it's appeared in a newspaper in 1922 that she's managed to find um, after we've done the investigation. So that is another form of a confirmation of working with a spirit energy, spirit guides who will work with you in, in a different way, in a, in a psychic way. And of course, Alison, who is my partner, uh, on uh, the show um, with the last four seasons, uh, she works in a completely different way with psychic art. Um, she will tell you she can't draw, uh, and she can't draw, but what she draws is absolutely fantastic because her artwork tells a whole story. It, she could draw a couple of stick men, and they are, uh, she might draw what looks like a wheelbarrow and maybe a rainbow and uh, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, a farm. And it could be that when we get to the place, it's a farm. It's called Rainbow Farm. And there's two people who, you know, you know, used to live there. That used to be their property. So her pictures actually tell a story. So it's a completely different way of working, of course. But um, it, psychic art takes many different forms. I think one of the, um, I mean, just flicking through... Um, the, the pictures that you've drawn and looking at how detailed they are and, and how colourful and the expressions. My first, and this is quite bizarre because I looked through and I thought, wow, if these, if these are guys, some of these guys need to cheer up a bit. <laughs> they, they looked quite serious and quite stern. And, um, yeah. and then when I went back through them and looked through them again, the majority of them are smiling. Yeah. But my first, my first 
granted them. <coughs> this was different. I just, there was a bit of a, a mad moment there for me. I just looked and thought, wow, these guys need to lighten up a little bit. And then it was, wow, actually the majority of people are smiling. In in terms of our, our spirit guides, every, everybody has, you know, a very different guide. And um, sometimes they're easier to kind of learn from and communicate from, depending on what kind of level they're at, etc. Um, how easy do you find it to kind of touch base with people's guides and and to be able to have some insight into them. Um, okay, so linking into um, just to somebody else's spirit guide, it's not very easy to do, but um, when I'm working in a psychic art way, I link in through someone's eyes. So um, that gives me a soul connection with somebody. So when I'm working in that way, I then uh, try and link into the aura field, to the energy, and it's, it's my my spirit guide who brings the guides forward that are connecting to the person's photograph that I'm linking into. Um, it works in a similar way if I'm sitting with someone and doing a spirit guide portrait for someone who's sat in front of me. Um, it, it, it works in exactly the same way. It's, uh, it's probably a little bit stronger because I'm working with that person's energy as well and so the guide's energy can come through at the same time. If I'm just doing a normal reading for somebody, it's very unusual for uh, a guide to come forward, although it has happened, and I'm sure that's happened with you as well when a guide set, set forward. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, because when I was, I suppose, in, in earlier days, and I don't claim myself to be anywhere near, not in early days, but in, in, in my earlier days, uh, when my mediumship really switched on, I my guides um, and information was given to me to describe using very popular, um, I'm trying to think of a way of wording this. So, for example, if, if I was um, to validate the existence of spirit for somebody, uh, my guide might show me a picture of a living room. And they'd say to me, this is what you need to describe. So I described the living room. Now, knowing how I was going to describe that living room and knowing the words that I was go were going to use, my guide would give me a, a living room that would be very easy for me to describe. So that could be, for example, um, one of the front rooms off of EastEnders. And they know that by looking at that image, I will be able to describe that other person's living room. It wouldn't be the same because yeah. I... I will use different words, but they know mm -hmm. that by giving me that image, I'm going to hit the nail on the head when I describe that room. So, um, yeah. so for example, when somebody's saying, no, Julie, you're missing the point. You need to tell this person about dungarees, and I still carry on on my own little way because I think, well, what's the relevance of the dungarees? They're not that relevant, and I put my own living human head on, and I do my own thing. My guide mm -hmm. will very quickly give me a picture that says, Actually, this is hail and pace in their dungarees. Look how the dungarees, they're relevant. Will you do as you're told? Yeah. So when my guides manifested themselves to me, my first guide that was um, very prominent manifested as a character from a television program. So when I describe him, I'm describing somebody that I see in my, my mind's eye, but it is actually the, the image of somebody from Stargate. Yes. Now, obviously, he's not the person from Stargate, but is that was and he gave me his name as Raman. But that that um, image is one that he knows I will relate to. 
Yes. And likewise with my, my next more prominent guide that came in a much later, I get a perfect image of Morgan Freeman. And right. I don't have a name for this guy, but he's, he's there as, and he's dead there with a red book, he's very official looking, he's, he's more, he's calm, he's, but he's solid. I know there's a solidarity with him, there's something that drives me forward. So, um, you know, how people present is quite different normally to who they are to help you make sense of something. Absolutely, yeah. So how does that impact? So if you were to, um, if I was to say I really would love a picture of my guide, and would you see the image they're giving me, or would you see something completely different? Well, everybody sees things in their own way. It's very personal, isn't it? Mm. Um, and, of course, what we're linking into is the energy of that person, the spirit, um, the personality uh, of the guide. And so... I, I, and the, the thing with guides, I've found this out a, a few times as well, is because they've reached a guide level, they have been on the earth plane many times. So therefore, yeah. have many incarnations. And it depends which incarnation they show themselves to me in. So yeah. um, I, I, just for example, my main guide that I work with every single day, um, he's a little Egyptian fella. Yeah, and he's he's very small, very bony, and and uh, I I can't I can describe him. I know what you know. There's a picture of him that I've done only because he mithered me. Done everybody else's drawing. You've not done mine. So I did a, a picture of of him as well, um, and that is on um, the the website if anybody wants to take a look at it. But um, he he did um, a, a, like a past life regression with me. And I've been working with him for about 20 years before he did this. And he said, you know, we've known each other in a previous lifetime. And I thought, I've never known you before now. I've never known you. But in this previous lifetime, he took me back to when we were slaves together um, in Egypt. And we were uh, slaves to a Turkish merchant. And as soon as he said that to me and showed me an image, I was straight away back to where I knew him from, and he was a Nubian slave, wow. and and I was just a, I was a, I was a 14 years old a slave girl, very happy with what I did, and we were best friends. Uh, and his image then was totally different to the image that I see him now, um, mm. and so it's interesting as to which guide comes forward. We all all work with different, you know, we can have more than one guide. As, as you know, we can, um, but it depends which on incarnation. So I asked to I asked them to give me the spirit of who they are, uh, to try and get to who who that is. So we may have um, we may have a guide that uh, is presenting in one way, but in the background there might be something else there. There might be something in the background in the picture that comes out sometimes in the picture that. It doesn't relate to that person at that time frame. It might relate to a previous incarnation as well. So it's the knowledge that comes from every incarnation that goes with a message. Because I usually give the, I usually have channeled messages that go with the guide portrait. Mm. So it's interesting as to who comes forward and why. Sometimes it can be a new guide, completely new guide that you're not aware of. Um, but, you know, you shortly will be aware of. So um, in answer to your question, I know I sort of 
I've gone off a little bit, but that's typical of me. Um, your question uh, was, would I see that guide the same as you see the, the guide yourself? Um, maybe an essence of who that guide is. It might be exactly what you're seeing, but uh, I'm, I could see one thing uh, as an interpretation. You might have an image of, of someone else, but the essence of who that person is still, is still the same. It's a bit like Chinese whispers, I suppose. If you say a name, by the time it gets to the end of the line, it's sort of... The essence of it is still there, but it might have dynamically have changed. So um, I've had some people who have said, yes, that's exactly who I see. And other people say, oh, well, that's interesting. Um, I, 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 I know I recognize the eyes of this person. Maybe I'm just seeing them in a different way or maybe. But the message was was absolutely right for what they needed at that time. So it's a fascinating subject, isn't it? Because it is about. Those different um, different levels, the different incantations, the different um, our our way of absorbing information from spirit, it will all counteract and, and influence what it is we're seeing. Yes. Yes, well, absolutely. And then you get the you get the totem guides that start to come in then as well. So when you when you start working with the with animal guides, and obviously an animal is not there sitting there talking to you, but um, Guides will communicate with whatever you need at, at that particular time, and it could be the the, um, the the message of I don't know the giraffe that you needed right there, you know, to stay very grounded, but to rise above the situation and, and to have patience, and you'll get the uh, the sweetest uh, leaves or the the best results. So there's a lot, there's so many different ways to work with them. I call it psychic shorthand when they do this with me. Yeah, I mean, my first guide was a, I spoke, my first experience of working with alongside a, gu a guide or understanding that about a guide was when I was very young with a black cat. So, mm -hmm. and, and the black cat used to be a quite an, um, a predominant feature in my life until I was in my twenties, and then I see a lot less. Well, I don't see the cat now. I very, you know, I, I haven't seen the cat for for many years, and that kind of evolves and things switched off a little while whilst I had young children and then switched back on. Um, and somebody said to me, you know, just shout out, you make sure they make themselves known to you and, and, and it happened and it was all good. Um, but certainly those very early experiences very reassuring with this cat. Mm. I, was, I, was, I was only about, must have been about 11 to 12 at the time. So, well, Jackie, it's been... Wow. It's been should mention the, the cat. I know. I, I know we're, we're we're rounding up, but you see, we could go on yeah, forever. No, fine. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> the black cat is funny because one of my totems is a black panther. Oh right. Yeah. The, so as soon as you said black cat, I was right there with my black panther. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to I used to walk into a room and I would see this black cat in front of me, and it would walk off out of my my peripheral vision. And if I turned to look at the cat, the cat would go. I wouldn't be able to stare at the cat, um, but yeah. I knew it was there, and it would walk away, and I could see it walking away, but if I turned to look, it would disappear, and my mum spent hours looking for this cat, and we'd, we'd, always had, we'd always had cats as I grew up, so there was nothing unusual for me to feel a cat jump on the bottom of the bed, turn around a few times to get comfortable, and then lay down, so of course, when I was saying, when our cat had died, actually, it's the black cat that's on the bottom of the bed, mum's saying, we haven't got a black cat, and she, she'd be hunting up and down, and although my mum was very um, she was very interested in spirit 
she she had tickets to see the late Doris Stokes when I was 12. And when it came to her actually attending, she couldn't go. So while she had oh, this wow. innate, innate belief in, in there's something more, and it's more spiritualism than, for example, the, a, a, a different sense of Christianity or a different religion, mm-hmm. um, when it came to it, she was too scared to, to be able to go, and I attended at the age of 12. Wow. <laughs> Which is all around the same time as, as, as cats and, and, and all of that. So it's funny when you look back and you can start to see your psychic pathway forming way before yeah. you really understood it. Absolutely. Yes. Fascinating. Absolutely. I just love it. I wake up in the morning and I just thank, I'm just so thankful that I can work in, in such a way because I, I love every aspect of what I do. Yeah, I mean, and it's amazing. But I have, I have, a, as my listeners want a, a different full-time job completely than, than being a medium. Um, but to make that switch would be, um, you know, just a wonderful uh, opportunity and experience for me to, to do that full-time. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jackie, it's been amazing. It's been, it's been a truly lovely chat. It's been, a, it's probably been one of the few interviews. It's probably a handful that I can say it's just been a conversation and a chat, and this has been that, and, and I've learned a lot and um, and listened to, to your stories, and they've, they've certainly given me um, food for thought. And you know, when you're trying to think around your own beliefs and, and how things work, um, as well as enhancing my knowledge. So thank you ever so much. I really, really appreciate the interview. You are very, very welcome. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I look forward to speaking to you again. Absolutely. So from all of us here at the Julie Sav Show and from Jackie, um, have a great evening. And thank you once again, Jackie, for being uh, an amazing guest. The mission has been completed. The end. By George, he's got it. It is the end. I'll see you. This has been a production of the Talk Radio Network. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.